There is no hell. I will say that also. When we do cross over, there is like this life review that goes on. Absolutely. It, it happens a lot where their loved one will come in. They will tell me what happens. A lot of times those that really disappointed us were a younger soul, not an older soul. Um, I really do feel most empaths are older souls. I joke with myself saying, well, where did that get you? How did that help you? By shoving everything down. It doesn't. It just doesn't. So I identify with it. I deal with it. And then... You know, sometimes I'll play music too. After I've done all that, then I'll turn the music on. That also brings the energy up. Narcissists, they can pick us out. Mm -hmm. We are the ones that express more joy. We are the ones that can make a rainy day into a sunny day. Welcome to the Raven Scott Show and to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissist abuse. Today, we have a special guest, Maria Verdeschi. She is a highly regarded psychic medium, speaker, teacher, and coach with clients all over the world. At age four, when living on Long Island, she started picking up on spirit and she has been working in the field for well over a decade. Maria is known for her accuracy and detailed information from spirit and delivering the messages with kindness and compassion. Many simply state she is the real deal. From the minute you step into a reading with Maria, she will make you feel relaxed and at ease. Maria explains to you how to be a good sitter. She will tell you about her process and in giving a reading and includes examples. Maria is also the best-selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, with a foreword written by celebrity medium Thomas John, and Maria is one of the authors in the best-selling book, The Last Breath. Maria has a podcast of her own, Hello from the Other Side, and is also on Blog Talk Radio with her show, Reading the Signs. Maria teaches classes on mediumship, connecting with your loved ones in spirit and meditation and manifesting. Maria has also a coaching and mentoring program. Maria has mentored and done many events with celebrity medium Thomas John and mentoring classes and Andy Bing. Uh, Maria is compassionate about people understanding the simple truth of there is no death, only life. It's really until we meet again. Thank you so much for being here, Maria. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure and I'm excited. We're really going to be diving in today about narcissism, uh, but also we always talk about narcissism here on the podcast, obviously, but we're going to be getting a different perspective. And I really love the fact that she's able to connect with your loved ones who actually are always around us. We're always trying to guide us, even if we're ignoring their signs or ignoring their whispers. And they're, they're here to help us and they can see everything from a bird's eye view. And it's really hard to when we're in the thick of it, we're in the middle of the trees. So first I want to ask you though, Maria, um, you know, what, what is it to you, this, um, this skill, was it scary at first to be able to connect with spirits or how was that process? 
Um, so I was the four-year-old that in my room could hear things. And when I went into my parents' room and said, can you tell them to leave? They humored me the first time. Mm -hmm. But then the next night when I went in, I got yelled at, go to bed, don't come in here. So then I didn't speak of it again. And I didn't know what it was. So it wasn't until much later in life when it's like I kind of knew all along, like, okay, I think I have this connection thing. And um, the first time I went to a medium, it was really funny because I sat down. She goes, you're like me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? No, no, you're a medium. You are like me. And so I, I did. I started opening up that door more, taking some classes, doing some different things to align with it. And I can tell you today, everything I do is really to honor spirit. I, I live it. Mm -hmm. I, I do. I walk the walk. Mm -hmm. I, I try that. to. And if I don't walk the walk, I will be the first one to say, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, mm. and, and I will, yeah. 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 Because we're I, not I honor spirit. We're human. <laughs> we are all human. And yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember diving into learning about this um, actually right after I left my relationship with the narcissist because I had like a black shadow figure follow me to my apartment where I moved. Like I woke up and it was like staring at me in the corner. And I, for obviously it scared me and I was like what is that beyond even understanding about spirit guides and you know loved ones surrounding you this like dark shadow figure was really scary so I dove into studying and watching every single episode of the dead files I don't know if you watch that <laughs> I do I do I do and I felt like that was helpful because she was really careful about like talking to people about it. And I felt like she wasn't trying to like, she got really mad at people like ghost hunting people. I don't know. I felt like she was legit, like trying to honor the spirits versus all these ghost hunters. Like I didn't even get into that. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting, but I wanted to ask you um, first, before we give, get into how our guides can help us, Maybe some people don't really understand or believe that there are life cycles or possibly the possibility of believing that there are like reincarnations. Um, can you talk to us a little bit more about that since you speak to those on the other side? I mean, of course, I, I definitely fully believe in reincarnation. There is no hell. I will say that also. When we do cross over, there is like this life review that goes on. And I see it more in, I want to say steps as to what happens with the, because we're, we're learning over there too. We're mm -hmm. learning over here. We're learning over there and we help each other. They help us. We help them. So when you forgive your loved one for something that has passed and you just kind of say, okay, you know what? I'm going to let that go. Of course it helps us, but it also helps them. Mm. So it's this inner, it's this going back and forth that helps each other. And I always see it more as in, I want to say steps or stages as to what happens in the learning process over there before they come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of us have a hard time forgiving those living. And sometimes it does take them passing over to forgive them. Right. Yes. 
And can there be a healing with a reading? Absolutely. It, it happens a lot where their loved one will come in. They will tell me what happens. And of course, I'm always spitting out what I'm seeing, hearing, and feeling. And the sitter, the person getting the reading, knows that like I have no idea about this. And here it's coming out of my mouth that their whole face is, holy cow, you're talking to my mom. You're talking to my dad. You are talking to that person that most of the time, there's only a very small percentage that still want to hold on to it. But most of the time, I can even see it with the sitter's energy around them that they're ready to let go of that anger. They're just, they're ready to let go of that disappointment that you just know that your loved one, when they came here, it's a lot of times those that really disappointed us were a younger soul, not an older soul. Um, I really do feel most empaths are older souls. Um, they just have a deeper understanding of things and they feel things in a deeper way where you've got these younger souls like a narcissist that do not, it, it's not that they don't feel things deep, but it's revolved around them. It's mm -hmm. revolved around that and how you hurt them and how that feels to them. Whereas an empath, we're like, oh my God, did I hurt you? Because this hurts me that I hurt you. And I'm, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, hmm. Now I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm processing. Sometimes, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I feel like I'm maybe a middle soul because sometimes I feel like I'm being immature like the narcissist, but then I'm also reevaluating and I feel deeply like, oh, I feel guilty. Like I do feel guilty about putting up boundaries because I know deeply, like if I continue to talk to them, then maybe, you know, I can help or reveal something, but then I'm like, but I can't, like, like I can't change them. So it's like this weird dichotomy. Like, do you think that has anything uh, to do with like being just like in the struggle of it? that? Yes. I, I definitely feel like you're an old soul too. So I'm, I'm just going to say that okay, um, you. because you have this also this bigger picture, this bigger understanding but we're human. We are human when, when these narcissists just really are, um, they trick us here. We were all in and we believed everything that they said, they tricked us and it just hurts so deeply. We're yeah. human. Of course, we're going to go in and out of this pain of, okay, I'm going to move on. I'm really going to try to forgive. And then we go back into that son of a blah, 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 right. you know, where all that anger comes rushing back up again. But then another split second, we go, okay, wait a minute, deep breath, deep breath. Um, it is, it just kind of like, is this energy that just keeps cycling until I want to say there does come that day when we are more, okay. I have an understanding of this and for my end, even though my brain does not work the way their brain does. So I will not fully be able to understand. Right. I have enough understanding for me though, that I can move on. 
Yeah, and that, and that I want to say that in a very empowering way to people listening to this, because the turn that day does happen. It does, because I know when you're in it, you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm never going to feel better. I'm never going to feel empowered. I'm always going to be mad. And no, that day does happen. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I, and you're right. It's a process. It takes it takes time. And I wanted to, to touch base with you. We were talking before we hit record about um, you being able to sense in a reading. And sometimes we don't recognize that we're actually dealing with a narcissist. Right. It takes us a while. And I was listening to your um, second to latest episode about narcissism and she said there's like different phases and I, I resonated I completely agreed with everything she was saying like yes I remember that stage I remember that stage it's like the the actual recognition like oh maybe this person is not healthy and not even knowing that they're narcissists and we were talking about how you said you know you could hear from spirit like that person had dropped eggshells right so um I've had it where because I get um I've had a few men that are um, dealing with narcissistic partners. It is mostly women that I will have come for a reading and it, it's not always the reason why they came for the reading though, mm -hmm. because sometimes they don't know. It's like, they kind of have this off feeling with the relationship, but their loved one, whether it's mom, dad, grandma will kind of go into this relationship circle where I'll go, oh, hold on, because I kind of feel into the energy. And I'm like, have you been feeling something's off? And then it, as soon as I say that at times, then these eggshells will start dropping from their loved one. And I'll immediately go, oh, I'm seeing eggshells. They're a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll get the well, I don't know about that. Well, then their loved ones will start giving examples of what is going on in the daily routine. And again, these are all things that I would have no idea about. No idea. Right. right. And as I'm giving these examples, you see the light bulb going off and the person going, oh, 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 mm -hmm. yeah where then they are able to kind of, you know, say, I, I think that he is a narcissist. I think that that is. And I've had clients that will sit with it for a year. And then in a year, they'll come back and say, I, I need another empowering reading because my big thing is I want to leave I want the reading to end and to be all about empowering and knowing that you have your power. You have the say on everything. You have your power. So they'll come back a year later, maybe, or sometimes it's sooner and say, I I'm going to be filing for divorce. Mm -hmm. I, I need to talk to mom again. I need to talk to dad again. Yeah. Their loved ones will bring up current events that are going on in the home because this person also needs the
the reassurance of they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe he's not a narcissist. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. They, they get you to second guess yourself all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So then mom, dad, grandma, they'll start bringing up the current events again. I'd have no idea. And they're sitting there going, I get it. Okay. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, I honestly love, I've, I've, been able to kind of connect myself, um, a little bit. And sometimes I doubt myself. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm making this up, but either way I needed this message. If it was my own brain or if it was really for my guys is like, you need that empowerment outside of yourself because in your head, you justify things, you make excuses. You also feel like this is just the way this is how love is and not realizing that that's actually not healthy love. That's not how it really should be. And that you Absolutely. deserve more. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and I know from personal experience, I mean, I think almost all of the people that I have, you know, dated, I've been married, I, I've only been with narcissists. So, and with the last one, he was a spiritual narcissist, which really threw me off. Mm-hmm. How can a narcissist be spiritual? Um, I was pretty naive. So it meditates every day. Wait a minute. What about this? Oh, they are out there. They are out there. So in your theory, do you think the meditation practice is for them to hone in like their skills or like, why are they meditating? Are they just showing off to you? Like, do they meditate in quiet or did he always make sure he was meditating in front of you? Like at the time you could see him. No, it was more in quiet. And I Mm -hmm. think that the spiritual and the meditation part was more of that, just getting lots of women. Mm. Look at me. I'm spiritual. Look Mm -hmm. at that kind of a thing. Got it. So it was just part of the whole identity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can completely relate with um, I think even religion can, you, you know, so many narcissists can hide behind religion, whether it be any type of honestly extreme religion, no matter what the God is. But I know I've experienced healing and coming to grips with that myself, you know, and feeling this immense anger and resentment. But, you know, why do you think that empaths tend to attract narcissists or like what is your theory because it's a very common thread I keep hearing or how about if we look at it the other way where narcissists they can pick us out Mm -hmm. we are the ones that express more joy we are the ones that can make a rainy day into a sunny day um it's most of it's kind of like how we live and we're helpers and they can probably spot us even a rest in a restaurant if someone drops something oh my gosh let me get that for you hold on mm-hmm. and oh oh my god don't you look beautiful today look at that yeah. like I feel like that we are the ones and I don't feel like that we should dim our light at all mm-hmm. we should not but we are the ones that stand out in a crowd where we just, we want everybody to be happy. We want to do more. Hey, oh, I can do that. I throw that on my plate. I got that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's almost like I want to turn it around 
to where narcissists go, oh, who's that? They seem helpful. Mm -hmm. And they're attracted to receive that help because they're missing that peace inside them from a childhood, like their mother's love. And they're trying to feel it and have a partner in their life be that person again for them. Right. That will do everything for them and tell them how amazing they are all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they're used to. And that's how they know how to receive love in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're seeking their self-worth outside of themselves, just as an empath could, who has low self-esteem. Like I can relate to that trying to seek. It's almost like they're both seeking self-worth outside themselves, intermeshing unhealthy. And there goes the cycle. Right. Right. And okay. So with an empath also, because we feel everything Mm -hmm. and here is a great indicator for an empath dealing with a narcissist. Does it feel off? I tell all my clients this, and I tell my clients that I'm coaching, does it feel off? You can't quite put your finger on it, but something feels off, but you talk yourself out of it. And it's just this gut feeling of, I can't figure it out, but something's off. So it just must be me. It must be me. Right. No. And so what I tell everybody is, no, it's not you. It's them. And now you need to back up out of this relationship. I wanted to take a quick break from the show to just share with you what I am offering and I'm so excited to provide. First off, you can purchase my book on Amazon, Empath and the Narcissist, A Healing Guide for People Pleasers. I am creating a course that I'm so lovingly calling Embracing Your Black Sheep. This is something that's near and dear to my heart, and so I can't wait to offer this to you to gain clarity, to heal from the narcissist and toxic abuse, as well as really tuning into yourself and adjusting your expectations, creating healthy boundaries, being able to say no, and really strengthening your own inner autonomy. These are really trying times, and it's important that us empaths are strengthened, are supported, and this is the goal of this course. So if you'd like to join the waiting list and sign up today to get the latest news on when it's being released, which I imagine should be around August, sign up in the link in the description in the show notes. The link to the book as well as my merchandise store is also in the link in the show notes. I am raising money through my merchandise to help donate, to raise awareness for common sense gun laws, to stop the heinous free willy-nilly ability to be able to purchase a gun when you're mentally unstable. This needs to end. And so my merch, all of the profits right now are going towards this cause. So go and check out my merch store. There's items for children, journals, shirts, hats, and I'm constantly adding more to be more of a vocal voice in our society for inclusion. Can't wait for you to check those out. I can't wait to hear from you. And now back to the show.
the relationship is off. Yeah. Yeah. I can hundred percent relate to that. You're right. Because our body can tell us our head yes. justifies everything. Everything, <laughs> everything, everything. And especially, you know, if it's a, but he just said he loved me mm-hmm. and he's spiritual. Mm-hmm. He's not lying to me. He told me that he never lies and he hates people that are liars. So he doesn't lie. <laughs> no, he was lying saying he didn't lie. That was a lie. Right. And he hates liars because he's covering up his mask, but he's lying to you. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yes. Yes. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's called gaslighting, which we all know now because of this huge movement. Yeah. Which I'm so thankful for. Aren't you? I'm so I thankful. I love it. That it's really all am. over social media and now they are a little easier to identify it's it's getting that it just makes me so happy yeah I mean I'm hoping that it sheds the light and this whole emotional healing trend of like oh emotional intelligence that's actually a trending thing too that combined with the shining the light on the narcissist you know our kids and their kids will easily identify them be like oh nope they're 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 not healthy stay stay clear from them yes yes yeah That's the goal. So any other ways that our loved ones guide us and help us in life? Um, So what I'll also get to is um, when this empath is leaving the narcissist and I'll kind of sit there and I'm like, okay, good, good. And then I stop and I go, someone's approached you. Uh, um, are you in the middle of getting into another relationship? Um, well, um, and I'll say, you got to watch it because they're a narcissist. Also, your mom's telling me, Hmm. and these are the signs. And was your gut already feeling like something was off? Well, yeah, it was, Hmm. but I didn't know what it was. Okay. Well, you're kind of being tested. So it's up to you with what you want to do with this information, but that person's a narcissist. So our loved ones will also warn us. Um, I've had it where the person has totally broken up with the narcissist, like they weren't married to them, but they broke it off. And I'll tell them the next one definitely is a test. And I believe it's the next two. So I want you to be careful of the next two people that you're going to be getting in a relationship with. Hmm. And it's what I also like to tell people too, is we we need to live our life. We can't, you know, just be like, nope, I'm not doing anything. Nope. Because that's not what we're supposed to do either. Yeah. And, you know, like with the last example I just gave, she did confirm both. She did confirm both. And then the third one, boom, it's good. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm going to go, I'm going to harp on this. If it feels off, it's off. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's like a test. Okay. So let's say, you know, I'll use myself example. You have low self-esteem. You're getting out of this relationship. Oh my gosh. Someone else loves me right away. The test is, do you love yourself enough to put boundaries up? with this person, or are you just going to go back into that old habit? 
and not really test it, not really do any litmus things and just full rose colored glasses. Be like, oh, sure, come on in. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because they're, they are, our loved ones are always there to help. They want to make our life easier. They want to save us time. Believe it or not, they want to save us money. So they're always trying to push us on the path that's going to be best for us. Mm -hmm. But we're human. So sometimes we don't hear it. Sometimes we're stubborn and we feel like it's the hard way, but it's really the easy way. Um, yeah. and, and they really do. They want to save us from pain. They, they don't want us to have to go through this, but there is these little tests that happen where, okay, did you really learn from that? Because we're all here to learn. Right. We are all here to learn. Um, and some of us like, so I, I know for me, that was a past life thing that I did not resolve was being with narcissists. Because the line was so thick and so heavy, that energy line, that I literally knew I carried that over from a past life. Mm. And then there was the day when I said, all right, I I've learned my lesson and I'm done. I I've learned everything I can learn about this. I am not repeating this next time. I am going to really over-educate myself on this and empower other people that have had to deal with this because I'm not coming back with this again. <laughs> this is not enjoyable. Let's, yes. Let's right. wash and not repeat this one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because it is the, it's one of the most unpleasant things to have someone right there going, oh, you're beautiful. You're lovely. But then all of a sudden they give this little jab of, but is that, do you think that's the best outfit that you could wear when you're sitting there going, was that a compliment or did I just get a backhanded compliment? Are you saying I'm fat? What are you saying? It's, right, right, right. <laughs> what, what, what just happened? Because now I got all these compliments, but boom, what just happened? Uh -huh. And that's part of that. Did that feel off? Again, I'm going to harp on it. If it feels off, it's off. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask this question because we're talking so much about our loved ones, but a lot of the listeners um, possibly may not have loved ones, you know, especially living or while they were living in their life who actually kept them safe, who loved them. You know, they possibly were narcissists in their life as a child. How does that translate when they pass over? I pick up on great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents. I pick up on this ancestral line. And I also pick up on, and I'll stop and go, oh, that's where the narcissist line is. Hmm. It's that side of the family. And I'll pick up on, um, like when someone steps forward, um, like I know when I was four years old and my mom was off on a rant and my dad wasn't doing anything. It was, my father was the narcissist mm -hmm. and my mother was the one that always reacted to him. Like, and I can remember at four years old saying, I will not treat my kids like this. And I followed mm -hmm. through and I did not. So I changed our family line. I changed that energy in the family Mm -hmm. Because my children 
will not carry that line. I changed it. So I will pick up on in a reading and all of a sudden I'll stop and I'll say, oh, hold on. Great, great grandma's talking about how you changed this line. And at a very young age, you decided that you weren't going to do that, but you followed through with it. And a lot of times it's things that I've also experienced and that's how they'll get it to me. They'll start going, you know, like you, like you, like what you did. And that's how I'll know that they did it. And they'll sit there and they'll go, you're right. I, I did. And now, cause when we pass, we're on this soul level. So when they're on this soul level, they see all the hurt that they did. They see it. They're, they're going through that life review. They see everything. And I'll have it where these distant, you know, relatives, ancestors, they will be thanking that person. You did a service for the family. Thank you. Thank you. And that's also healing and empowering for that person. Look what I did. I, I did this. Empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. Cause they're always in that review. Oh, okay. I had so many other thoughts that popped up while you were talking. Those, those healed ancestors, those are the ones who are going to step forward and possibly help your loved one. And are there process. other guides? Yes. We all have other guides also. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes I'll pick up on guides in a, in a reading also. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's family members that have passed though. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're your closest. Right. And do you think that before we enter into this life, we choose who we're uh, born into? Like, okay, I've got my like life set up. This, this is going to be some stuff I've got to work through. Like I'll pick them. Like they're in this pod over here. Or they're this in my pod. Like they're going to be my antagonist in my story to help me learn. You think that happens? Yeah, I do. Um, and I only do um, because when I look back at the situations that I was in, like with my family, I'm the youngest, but I was also the one that kept things together. Like that was my job. And I can remember when I was older, I was probably like, I don't know, 40. And I told my mother, yeah, I don't want that job anymore. I'm done with that job. And I had never voiced that that's my job and she she was like well no but you're good at it and I said I'm tired and I don't want that job anymore so that was boundaries mm -hmm. that was boundaries um and she respected it she was like okay like um and I'm also going to go into relationships do we ahead of time pick our relationships or pick mm. yes because I can say for that last one that I was in, what kept coming like full circle was, I'm the one that can help him with this light bulb going off. And, but it was, it was um, not on a codependent energy line, but this higher energy line of, I can help him move forward a bit. And so he doesn't have to come back with this. It was a very, I'm even going to say it was really odd. And yeah. I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, 
this is so weird, but I could feel it at this higher vibration of what was going on mm -hmm. was this, I knew that this whole thing was already set up. Like I'd already said, okay, yep, I'll do that too. And <laughs> that this was his best shot at learning this lesson. And, and I don't say that with any ego involved either, because trust me, I, I would have rather not have had that lesson. Right. I, I really would have rather not have been a whole part of that. But when I think of it on a soul level, then I have to say, okay, thank you. I'm grateful for the lessons. Thank you. I learned and thank you for that. But I, it was that experience that really brought me to the, oh my God, we really do plan all this ahead of time, don't we? Yeah. And I wonder because of that whole energy and, and trying to transmute or like get out of the ego anger, right? Like I was just saying to this morning, like I I'm done being like that, like angry girl, like sharing out of the anger. Like sometimes I love to listen to music, but I really, I'm done expressing like that anymore about narcissists because that's not going to help them evolve either. If we're always going to pin the empath against the narcissist, there's always going to be war, you know, like, oh, they're evil. They're a bad person. And, you know, you can't change them. Correct. You can't change them. Well, you shouldn't really try to be their therapist. If you're not licensed, they need to go to professional. Like, don't try and like, don't mix love with therapy and all that stuff. But it's like moving past that elevates the whole game playing field if that makes sense like what you just said but kind of like as a collective like what if we all just took a little bit of that perspective right and you could even um by doing a group collective with the experience and elevating it you elevate it for more and more and more because when we do the group collective so then we are helping to elevate them. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you stay with them and continue to no. let them abuse you. No. It's almost just like the mental energetic state of, again, like the forgiveness, like yeah, you need to forgive for yourself, but like, let's forgive for the evolution of this whole process. Like let's forgive to elevate the collective because really once, like you say, once you're in the soul world, you're like, that was useless of holding on to that. That was silly. Like, why did I do that for so long? I agree. Yes. Even though like we're, we're definitely having these experiences, we're human and I'll find every now and then it doesn't happen very often anymore, but I'll get a little triggered mm -hmm. and then the anger comes out and then, but I'm pretty good about catching it pretty quickly and going, okay, all right, let's, let's elevate this up now. Right. Because I know that only hurts me. It doesn't hurt them. It hurts me. Yeah. And it just keeps you in that state of not being able to bring like a wise idea or a wise, you know, inspiration for healing. I, I know I just, exactly. I'm super triggered right now with all of the different laws that they're making. And it just brings me back into like my anger and frustration towards Christianity, which is what I was raised in. So I had no control, no freedom of thought of I was sheltered. So like it triggers all these things. And yes, I'm like, I know I'm triggered, 
but I also need to process this. And how do I process this healthy? And sometimes it don't, I'm not healthy. And I like write an article <laughs> and then I'm like, well, <laughs> there you go. This is why I got a negative, you know, troll comment. Cause I was also putting it out in that negative energy force. So right. yeah, it's, it's challenging. It can be very, very challenging. Yeah. So what do you do when you get triggered? Um, when I get triggered and that anger starts coming out, I take a deep breath and I go, I, I really have a sense of humor about myself too. I have a great sense of humor. And I, I mean, I talk to dead people, so I better have a sense of humor, <laughs> right. you know? And Yeah. And I have that sense of humor with my kids. I always tell them, yep, just get me cremated and you can pass the urn around. Like I'll spend Christmas with one of you, Thanksgiving. So I have a great sense of humor about everything. And so when that happens, I'll start, I'll make myself laugh because when we're in that laughter, that joy, we're elevating the energy. We are elevating. So I, I'll get in that state and I'll say, all right, what happened? Where, how did you get here now? What happened? And I'll identify what the trigger was. And usually it goes with something else or something. And I'll say, okay, how did I not heal? What, what's going on that I did not heal that fully? What happened? Mm -hmm. And so I don't bury it down. I identify it and I deal with it. I do not shove it down. I used to shove everything down. Oh, it'll be fine. Just think about that later. I'll just shove it down. I don't do that anymore. It's, it, it did not. And I'll, I'll say, you know, I joke with myself saying, well, where did that get you? How did that help you? By shoving everything down. It doesn't. It just doesn't. So I identify with it, I deal with it. And then, you know, sometimes I'll play music too. After I've done all that, then I'll turn the music on. That also brings the energy up. So, cause it's, we're human. So of course our energy is gonna dip, but mine is mostly at this higher place. It's, if I'm communicating with spirit, it's gotta be higher up. It, I cannot mm. be depressed and communicating with spirit. It's not going to work. Yeah. So I'm always elevating it up and I'll say it again, identifying with what triggered me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to keep the journal that helps. Right. Cause it kind of, and maybe if you can start to track a pattern, like every time you're triggered, who triggered it? Maybe that person. So you need a healing with that person, or it was an experience of feeling abandoned or whatever the thing is. Right. And probably exactly. it goes back to your childhood. If I'm not mistaken, usually it does. Right. Absolutely. It does where you sit there and go, Oh my gosh, it really didn't have to do with that person. It had to do with that and that experience. And that's what happened that day. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't able to be healed and it was shoved down. Like society always tells us to do, just suck it up. You're fine. Carry right. on. Right. And it's a, um, it's a no stop and identify what's going on. Otherwise, if we keep shoving it down, we're going to stay in the same cycle. 
we'll pick another partner that's a narcissist if we keep shoving everything down and not just stopping and going, okay, what just happened? I just got really angry. What triggered me? What, what just happened? Yeah, because those are the signs that help you rewrite your subconscious because if you're just shoving them down then you're it's, it's like taking like a sleeping pill like you're always going to be like subconsciously just walking around doing the same thing whatever you're conditioned to do and yeah then it exactly. will probably explode and boil over and then you'll be called the crazy one you'll be called the narcissist or the abusive one because you can't take it anymore and so then you explode exactly yes yes that is exactly what happens. Yeah. So, so do yourself a favor and address them when you're triggered. Right. And I love the journaling too. Mm -hmm. um, just because you can, then you can go back and go, okay, wait a minute. I felt like this two weeks ago. What was going on two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. And then you can go back and go, oh my gosh. And then you can connect the dots. Yeah. And if you want to dive a little bit deeper, I also love to listen to um, astrology updates and they're like, what was happening in May of 2020 or something like that? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Let me go back to my photos on my phone. What was the energy? What was I dealing with? And then you can start to kind of pick up patterns too, because it also revolves around the energy of the planets that I've been observing as I've been kind of doing my astrology experiment. Oh, I definitely, and I tell people too, the the mediumship and the astrology, they go hand in hand. Um, gosh, what was someone was just asking me about, um, oh, a move. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, this is where I'm feeling. It was like an out of state move. And I said, I'm feeling this location. And I said, but you know, it'd be fun is if you had your chart done because there are the astrologers that can do the location like where your best location is going to be for you to, whether it's with work or whatever, they'll let you know that. And I said, that would be fun to see because it, it goes hand in hand. Things that I pick up on will go hand in hand with someone's astrology chart. Cause they'll tell me, oh my gosh, I just had my chart done. And that's what they said. <laughs> that, that's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's all within those energetics. I love that. Because it's all energy. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's all energy. It's all energy. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners who may be stuck or struggling with a narcissist before we say goodbye to them? So um, I always, always, always like people to know you, you have your power. It is maybe you shoved it down. We were just talking about shoving things down. Mm -hmm. Just know that you have your power and a powerful thing to do is to go to a therapist. And because I can remember years and years ago when I was married, I walked into the therapist's office and said, I need you to get me strong enough so I can file for divorce. Mm -hmm. So I think therapy is very empowering. Um, and, but also to know you are a powerful and strong person to even be in this relationship. Just know um, all the things that you put up with and all the things that you don't say um, 
all the things that you do, because I'm sure you are like a super person doing the job of five people being with this narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I want you to step back and even make an inventory list if you have, if you have to, of all the things you do, uh, just this, so you can step back and go, oh my gosh, I am a super person. I I'm superwoman. I am, you know, wow. I, I did not realize this until I stepped back and really started writing the things down. Um, you, and it's a, I want you all to know you can do anything. You're with this person and I bet you manifest a ton of stuff for them too. Mm -hmm. You can manifest these things for you now and be happy. It's most empaths. They manifest a ton of stuff for their narcissist partner. Um, it's now it's time to take all your power and let's get you on that path and start manifesting some awesome things for yourself. Yeah. Stop neglecting yourself. Tap yeah. into your self-worth. I think that was the biggest thing for me is like, I didn't believe that I was worth what I could manifest for myself. I could do it for others because I was always in the habit of doing it for others because I got praise. I got affirmation. That's how I got my self-worth. But yeah, within you, every time I go to my tree guide, she's always saying, stand in your power. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And with the, um, with the whole, because we're, we're kind of shoved down in this hole by the narcissist because yeah. they don't want us to know yeah. how powerful we are like please so be the super engine stay down there and like don't know that you actually are the super engine of everything <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. because they want to keep us because we keep them going yeah we keep them going so just know you do the job of many when you're with the narcissist you do the job of many yeah, I love your idea. Just write down a list. Just do a little homework for us today. Go You'll back. be amazed. Yeah. You will be amazed. And you're going to sit back and go, holy cow. Mm. I did not realize I do all this, but I do all this. Yeah. Yes. Because you're also made to feel that all these extra things you do or all this other stuff, well, you're supposed to. That's what a good partner does. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm here to tell you not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, when you're in this relationship, you didn't sign up to do everything. That's not how it works. Yeah. But we're made to feel that that's how it works. Wouldn't it be so cool if every couple before they got married or lived together, like wrote out like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, let's split the chores. Let's do this. Like, I'm totally doing this for my kids. I'm like, this is what you need to do with your partner. <laughs> because if your partner is like, I'm not doing anything and you're doing everything, run for the hills. <laughs> right, right, right. Or I'm going to go one step further and say, because I also feel like they'd lie. Oh yeah. I'm going to do 50, 50. Yeah. I know that's true. A lie detector test. They all freaking have to take a lie detector test. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that will stop it right there. Oh, you're lying. You're not going to do 50, 50. Are you going to do 20% or 
the needles probably, oh, you're not even going to do 20%. I, do you want to be with this person? They're going to do nothing. <laughs> yes. And there are signs. All you have to do is look at how much does their mom do for them or their dad or whomever. How much are they scaping through? Like mine was in school. So how much are they scaping through? How much are they just zoning out? <laughs> exactly. There are signs. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There are going to be those red flags. It's a, um, to make your life easier and less painful, just notice the red flags. Just notice. And, and we're human. I mean, I decided to ignore them, even though they were right there in front of me. And, and then there was that day when I was like, all right, I, I can't ignore this anymore. This is just in my face. Yeah. Um, but your loved ones, your guides, they're going to start making you feel uncomfortable. And this could be right in the beginning where I don't well, something's wrong, something's off. It's because they want to save you time and pain. Mm -hmm. That's another and, great takeaway. Listen to your gut, yeah. right? Listen to your body. Listen to your gut because it, again, it will feel off. Something will feel off. You might not be able to put your finger on it, but something will feel off where then you need to start digging. And it's if you're asking your narcissist all these questions and they start getting mad. Oh, red flag. I mean, I can't ask you questions. Mm -hmm. Red flag. Yep. Or actually something that just came up, I've never shared and it just conceptualized in my brain is like when you're pleasantly surprised that they did something nice or said something nice. Like, what do you mean? Like, you shouldn't be pleasantly surprised. That should be part of your interaction together. A loving person is mutually loving and kind and respectful. So if your body's exactly. like, oh, and then, oh, one day, oh, wow, he was really nice today. That was really, that he really turned the corner. It's like, they don't turn a corner in one day, <laughs> nor will no, they, they stay. Don't. <laughs> no, they don't. No. And if you already know after they've done that nice thing, if you're already going, oh, I owe them. Mm, the owing, owe. oh, that's huge. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And if you're saying, no, 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 you don't have to do anything. No, no, no. Red flag. You're saying that because you don't want to owe them. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, oh, the yeah. owing is a big thing because boy, do they keep score. They do. They, they always keep you in debt. Always yes. keep you in debt. Yeah. So, I mean, a healthy relationship is equal give and take. There's no debt. There's no counting of grievances. There's no counting of anything. Just, okay. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And mm -hmm. if it has, I always see like the justice scales. If sometimes, because this happens in relationships where one's giving more then it, it tilts back though. And it evens out. Mm -hmm. It's never like this the whole time. It shouldn't be. That's a right. red flag. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This has been such a pleasure talking with you. I know all of the listeners have gained so much wisdom and empowerment and tips today from you, Maria. And I highly encourage you, everyone listening to uh, reach out to her. Her website is in the link in the notes um, get a reading from her. She's amazing. I just, I really have enjoyed talking with you today, Maria. Oh, thank you, Raven. Thank you for having me on. I have loved this. I really have. 
It is a topic I am, in case if you couldn't tell, a little passionate about because I really want people to know you, your power is in you. It never left. You have your power. Yeah. Yeah. There's just been some smoke and mirrors covering yourself from seeing that. Exactly. Yes. I 100% agree. Um, where can we find you on social media or get in touch with you other than your website? Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on TikTok. Okay, good. All under Maria Verdeshi? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Good. All right. Thank you so much. Um, everybody, please remember to always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe there's something.